0: Hello, everybody. I'm here again with you. Um, By uh, previous arrangement, I was scheduled to share with you uh, two times in a row. And um, I don't know if you are new to this uh, meeting on Thursdays, but we are reaching the end of this series of messages on essential elements of the Christian life. And so, so far we have covered uh, 12 uh, of these essential elements, and last week I I hope you still remember what we covered, being commissioned by the Lord out of Matthew 28. And today we are coming to a topic that maybe some of you, this is um, your first time you hear this uh, term, but Concerning follow-up, I hope at the end of this meeting you are convinced that we are short in this area and we need to look to the Lord so that he will perfect us in this matter of follow-up. Okay, So that's the title of today's essential element of the Christian life. So um, just uh, considering before the Lord how to start this big topic. Believe me, I have a lot of feeling for this matter. I don't think I can finish in 30 minutes. Uh, In other places, I have spent hours and hours talking about this one topic of follow-up. So, in the way of illustration, and realizing that I'm not an expert in this, and I'm not good at telling stories, but anyhow, I just consider this illustration of follow-up, and uh, we can start with the first one. And um, (laughs) most of us are very familiar with this kind of picture of a wonderful uh, event in the animal kingdom that takes place in Antarctica, the coldest uh, area of this earth. We're talking about temperatures of 50, 60, 70 below. Okay, so here you have the emperor penguin, a couple with a little chick. Um, but to get there, to get to this point, was not that easy. And I do my best to go through this quickly so that I can go to the outline, okay? But this to get to this point, they have to labor in coordination. So go to the next slide. And that egg is laid maybe under temperatures of about 40 or 50 below. And so once the mom lays the the egg, it has to be passed to dad. And they have to do it quickly because if that egg um, lays for too many seconds on that ground, it's frozen, and the little thing just dies, okay? So there has to be some good coordination uh, so the dad's responsibility, next slide, is to protect, to keep, to care for the egg. And he's gonna do that for several, several weeks while mom goes to the sea to feed herself and to get an extra supply for weeks later to come back and feed the chick that is gonna be uh, you know, co- is coming out of the, the egg, okay? Uh, as I mentioned to you, if that egg is let to lay on the ground for too many seconds, that's what happens in the next slide. It's, for, it's just for, for seconds, okay? Now, just picture this. That uh, daddy, penguin, is there and while mom is fishing, he is standing there with that egg on his feet and covered with his thick skin. And during temperatures of up to 70 below and winds of 80, 90 miles an hour, the coldest temperatures on this earth, And that's the daddy is there with the egg for several, several weeks. And he is, he has nothing to eat, right? So uh, after several weeks, go ahead with the next one, a little chick is born, right? Um, And so he's with the dad. And meanwhile, mom, uh, while fishing, she also faces lots of dangers. There are predators. And in the next slide, you can see uh, she needs to be careful. Because if that predator kills her, actually, she kills two lives. Hers and the little chick. Remember, the dad has nothing to eat. And the only food that will help that chick to survive is coming from mum. She's fishing and getting, you know, filled with all this uh, fish and so forth. Okay. So when she comes back in the next slide, she feeds the chick by regurgitating. How do you, how do you say that word? Reger, regurgitate. Very good. Okay. So she does that. You know, from the fish that she got herself, now she's feeding the little chick. And so, she is a happy parent in the next uh, slide. But actually, to be more accurate, is really uh, this chick is the issue of a corporate, we may call it fruit bearing. Because it was mom and dad working together at the expense of their own lives. Because when mom comes back, Dad rushes uh, to the sea to feed himself because he was starving. Nothing to eat in those temperatures. Imagine, Theo. Okay, so next slide. You see the two parents, happy parents. Okay. Uh, And finally, we come back to our first slide. Go ahead. That's the one we saw at the beginning. But to get to that point there had to be a lot of follow-up, right? Uh, A lot of parental care. And so um, this brings us to the outline. Now if you can uh, go to the next. That's gonna be the outline. And take a look on what is here in your your hands. Uh, Because I'm not sure if I will finish this outline uh, tonight. I just want to make sure that we see what's the content of this outline, and it's going to help us to see what is follow-up and um, other things, crucial things about this matter. So how about we read Roman one all together, go. Yeah. Number two. Number three. Number four. And number five. Okay, so I did my best uh, considering before the Lord what to include of all the things that we can share and did my best to provide you with the key points that I consider are important for follow-up as well as the scripture references. You don't have them there. The, the scripture references are going to be presented in the PowerPoint. I just didn't want to give you two or three pages of, you know, uh, outline. So the scripture references, we're going to read them together. But let us begin with the definition. Okay, letter A, all together, go. That is so normal. That should be normal among us, okay? Human life is just another excellent picture. You were born, but that was just the beginning. Your parents knew better they're going to have to invest a lot of their time, energy, and so forth on you. So that today you are here because somebody was willing to follow up on you. okay, To provide the parental care uh, to a newborn believer or, or a young believer, so that you, you can grow spiritually and eventually also become fruitful. Please remember this. It's not just to care for somebody else that he or she may grow. That person needs to become fruitful. That chick that you saw, you know, the grown-up one at the beginning, uh, that completes the cycle. He's going to leave the parents when time comes to go back into the sea and complete the maturity process and come back and do the same thing. Okay. So is the parental care actually... Uh, Follow-up is also referred to as the spiritual pediatrics. And we have to make sure that we render this proper care to all the ones. Uh, we either led to the Lord, or if they are young believers, we, somebody has to care for them. Okay, somebody. And then, letter B, how about brothers? You read letter B, Go. Okay. Uh, Joseph, maybe uh, let's go back to the previous uh, reference because I want you to see this matter of the uh, parental care. In 1 Thessalonians 2 7, uh, you see that verse, but we were gentle in your midst, as a nursing mother will cherish her own children. That's the feeling Paul had towards the Thessalonians as a nursing mother. He and the brothers consider themselves not as great apostles, but as nursing mothers, cherishing and nourishing the young believers in Thessalonica. Then in verse 11, he says, just as you know how we were to each one of you, as a father to his own children. So here you have in the same chapter, a nursing mother and an exhorting father. Okay, right here. So that's what we have to be to the young believers. And now, just remember, consider for a moment, uh, your mother or your 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 father, how much they invested in you. You know, there is much joy when a when a when a boy or a girl comes into the world, right? Uh, how old is you, the, Kyle? Three months. Three months ago. Oh, so much joy. But at the same time, Kyle, is that demanding? (laughs) How was that sleeping pattern of yours? (laughs) And that's just the beginning. Okay. Uh, Mom and dad, how much they invested in us so that we can grow and mature, become useful, and eventually do the same thing, bear children. So in the spiritual realm, is the same thing, okay? So follow-up, in letter B, Joseph, follow-up by necessity is intensely detailed and personal. And it takes a great deal of effort. Is that right, Kyle? Yes. A great deal of effort. That's why it's not that popular among us. Because it is, is a, is a, it's quite a demand, to take care of somebody, just as for your mother, you were quite demanding. Okay, uh, in her care for you. Now, letter C, go ahead, uh, Joseph. How about we read letter C together? Go. That's what it is. It's your life, mainly your soul life. The one that we love so much, right? That life is imparted into somebody else. Okay, and the verses are there. I love uh, Paul in First Thessalonians chapter two verse eight. It says, "Journeying in this way over you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, okay, but also our own souls." Is a life imparted into another. The Lord Jesus is an excellent pattern. You know, who knows what verse 10 says? What is verse 10? John 10, 10. Brothers, any any brother? Yes, I have come that they may have life and may have it abundantly. Right? And if you check the Greek text, that word for life refers to the divine life. So the Lord Jesus is telling you, I came that you may have the divine life. But for, for that to happen, verse 11 tells us what he did. He is the good shepherd, and he laid down his, in Greek, this word for life is different. It's psuche, your soul life. He laid down his soul life for the sheep, so that the sheep may have the eternal uncreated life of God, referred to in verse 10. Okay, so really follow-up is a life imparted into another. It's exactly what your mother did with you. And I have many, many stories, many nice, sweet recollections about this matter. How my parents poured out on me. And that's why I'm here standing before you. Okay, there was somebody called Mom that was willing to be a slave to this little boy called Jose Luis. Right? Uh, I, I, I can tell you stories after stories, two in the morning, four in the morning, this little boy suffered from uh, a lot of, uh, uh, pain on my legs when I was a little and at two or four in the morning, I was crying, you know, because we lived in a very cold house in Mexico city. Um, and guess who was there at two or four in the morning? Giving some massage to my legs and anointing them and to this little boy, mom, mom was there. Okay, So we do need this kind of uh, feeling and attention and care for the young or new believers. Okay, now let us move to the basis of follow-up, okay? So that's Roman two in your outline and letter A says, having a heart of love to care for people. This is the basis. And Paul, in the same chapter, 1 Thessalonians 2 eight, chapter two tells us, in, in verse eight says, because you became beloved to us. We were willing, we were happy to impart to you, not only the gospel of God. I was happy with the brothers, not just to preach the gospel to you and get you saved, Right? And like the Gospels say, when a sinner repents, there is much joy in heaven. And we rejoice because you believed in the Lord. He says, we were happy not just to do that, but to pour out our own souls on you because you became beloved to us. So love is the key element here of the basis of follow-up. Okay. First Thessalonians, the next chapter. Look at this, the same book, but next chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 3. Maybe you can read all together that verse. Go. Yes. You. Amen. So this is good. This is a good verse to remember. And the Lord. The Lord caused you to increase and abound in love to one another and to all. Ask the Lord this. Maybe you are in a situation where, I don't feel like loving anybody else. I just love myself. Well, it's God who increases that love in you toward one another and to all. Okay? Then, letter B, the next letter, it says, Our care for others should be initiated from our love to Christ. This is pointing to the source of that love, the source of the care for the new believers. In these verses, the Lord tells Peter, do you love me more than this? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. The Lord Jesus told Peter, feed my lambs. What does this verse mean? It means that the Lord does not want our natural care to be the source of our feeding or shepherding the lambs. He wants to be the source. And the way he becomes the source, brothers and sisters, in our experience, is by enjoying him, by loving him. That's why the question, do you love me? Yes, feed my lambs. Do you love me? Yes, shepherd my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, feed my sheep. Unless we enjoy the Lord, there is no way for us to feed or shepherd others. He wants to be the source okay, of our love and shepherding. Then we move on to letter C, and that is having an intimate concern for others. That's 2 Corinthians 8, 16. And here I am giving you the ESV version. How about you read it together? Go. Again, pick up this verse. Don't let it go. Latch onto it and ask the Lord to do the same thing in you. He did it in Paul. Now he's telling, you know, uh, Titus, God can do that in Titus. Now you say, okay, now God do it in me. Just as you did it in Paul and Titus, you put that same earnest care for others. Because without having such an intimate concern for others, all our work will become fruitless. People are not a project. The incoming freshmen this summer are not numbers and projects. They are people, and they need love. Just like that little chick that I show you. The, the, those parents really care for that little chick so that it will make it. So we need that intimate concern for others. I'm so happy God became a man and he died for us, not just because of an agenda, but because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved us. And Paul, in Galatians 2.20, he tells us that the son of God loved me and gave himself up for me. Why, Hennessey, sister Hennessy? Because he loved you. Andre, he loved you. Malik, he loved you, brother. Not just a project. Not just an agenda. He loved you. And we must have the same intimate concern for others. Okay? Now, bad news is that we don't have it by birth. Good news is that Romans 5.5 five tells us that the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So you already have the love of God in you. It just needs to be perfected in you, in your heart. It needs to be completed so that it can be expressed habitually in your daily living and dealings with others. You already possess the love of God in your heart. It just needs to grow, okay? Then we move on to the practice of follow-up. OK. Let us see what points we have here. Letter A. How about you read that one? Go. Personal contact. OK? Personal. Um, the verses are good. Romans 1:11. Here we see uh, Paul. Telling the Romans, for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. This is Paul's longing. This is the heart of a mother who longs to see her baby, okay, or her babies. And then in John, 3 John, chapter, uh, verses 13 and 14a, how about you all read those verses, Go. It's better for the personal contact to be face-to-face. But if not, at least with ink and pen. Nowadays it's, you know, uh, texting or emailing or whatever. Um, how do you call that face? Uh, FaceTime. Right? John didn't have that at his time, but now we have. At least FaceTime. Or Skype or whatever. So we need a lot of personal contact. Remember, follow up is intensely personal. Okay? Personal contact. Then, letter B, it says prayer, both personal and with companions. Romans 1 9 shows us the personal side. Paul says, For God is my witness, how unceasingly I, that's Paul, make mention of you always in my prayers. Personal prayer. Actually, prayer is a practical way for you to develop a heart for somebody else. Sometimes we don't have a heart for anybody because we don't pray for them. But if you pray for them, I assure you, you will develop a heart for that person. And also, you can do it with companions. Here is uh, Paul, again in Colossians, and he says, we, who is that we? Timothy and Paul. Paul and Timothy. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always concerning you. He had a companion. You must have a companion. You must have a prayer companion. Okay? So prayer. Personal and with companions. Then letter C, we go to fellowship with the Lord and with companions again. You need a lot of fellowship concerning those that you are caring for because, honestly, we do not know how to care for people. Let us face it. We do not know. But the Lord knows, and he will, let us, he will guide us if we pray and fellowship with our companions. Look at what this verse says. How about you read it together? Go. We need to know well. The condition of our flocks and pay attention. Pay attention to our herds. How do we know the condition of our flocks? How do we know what a little chick needs? We need to fellowship, we need to pray with our companions. Okay? Then, letter D it says, Minister the riches of Christ according to the need and the new one's capacity. This summer, many of us are going to meet uh, the new incoming freshmen. Okay? And then in the fall, we hope to reestablish the contact with them. Uh, we need to see, and to minister actually, the riches of Christ according to their needs, and according to their capacity. Okay? So Ephesians 4.29 How about you, sisters? Go ahead and read that one. You see, that word which is good for building up the word that is according to the need. And get this, and be impressed with this, you can give grace to others. According to Ephesians 4.29, not only God in Christ, but you as a channel can give grace to others. It's actually Christ in you, but He needs a channel. He needs a mouth, right? So that others can receive grace through you. And then we have 1 Corinthians 3 2. How about, brothers, you read that one? It has to be according to their capacity. So you need to know what is that capacity, okay? Then, moving on, we go to letter E. Go ahead. Being available to the new believers according to their convenience. Is that true, Kyle, with Jude or not? Do you determine the schedule for Jude? No. Jude determines the schedule. When he cries, that's it. You have to take care of that baby. I mean, it would be so nice, Kyle, I guess, for Caitlin and you to say, okay, baby, you know, 12, midnight is the last time to drink milk, and then next time is 8 a.m., so we have eight hours to sleep. It would be so nice. But <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Okay, the new ones set up your schedule. Okay, so it has to be according to their convenience. Okay, read the verse, Acts 20:31. 31, Go. That's good. So, I don't know if you ever wondered, what does this mean, night and day? Why Paul wrote in that way? You know, for three years, night and day. Night and day means that Paul was available to be with or to visit the believers according to their convenience. If they were not available during the day, Paul would visit them at night. If they were not available at night, then he would go and visit them during the day. It was according to their convenience. Okay? Then, letter F. Remaining fruit requiring us to remain, quote, quote remain, in three directions. We have the verse Exodus 21.5. Go ahead and read it. We all want remaining fruit, just like the picture of the emperor penguins at the end, you know, mom and dad with that chick that has grown. We want that. But to get to that, we must remain in three directions. You want remaining fruit? Yes. You need to remain. Remain what? Remain with the Lord. Remain in fellowship with him. We already mentioned by prayer, by fellowship with him. In the Word right you remain with the Lord then you remain I'm using wife here because of the verse I love my master here vertically I love my wife horizontally and I love my children diagonally so you have to remain in those three directions with the master that is the Lord Jesus remain with him love him embrace him call on his name every day Okay, being his worth. Then you have to remain in fellowship with your companions. That's the wife in practice for you, okay? Your companions, during the summer or in the fall, just remain in fellowship with them, okay? Spend time together, pray together, fellowship about the fruit, and do all, all other, you know, common uh, things. Study together, go shopping together, uh, I love Sisters Love, the sleepovers, just do all these things with your companions, okay? Not just reading the Bible, and, but do other things. Hang out together, okay? And then, of course, remain with the little ones. You have to remain. And that is, remember, intensely detailed and personal. It's good to invite them. Come to the home meeting, come to the, this meeting, you know? But that's not enough. That remaining is intensely personal and detailed. Okay. Well, let us move on to number four, because I'm running out of time. The practice tag, no, the price tag of follow-up. There's a price tag. Okay, letter A, your time. That's a price tag. Your time. Brother, you phone here. Okay. So your time. Mark 3.14. How about you read that? Go. Okay. Okay. So he appointed 12 so that they might be with him. And that happens in time. Spend time together. Okay. Now, I don't think many of you know why I'm putting that other reference there. Revelation 12: 11. Maybe some know, but maybe most don't. Why did I put that? <laughs> time. Price tag. Time. OK. Revelation 12:11. Go ahead and read it. Go. Okay. There are three things here that they overcame him. That him is the accuser of the brothers. That's the devil. So they, they, that is the overcomers, overcame the accuser, the devil, by three things. The blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their soul life even unto death. Okay. Now get this. When I read this, really, uh, I, I don't know, I really like it, so I wanted to share it with you. Satan's only commodity is time. Satan's only commodity is time. Question, where does he get his time? You know, the Bible says that the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet shortly. Shortly. Okay. Um, Where does he get his time? And the answer is from you he gets it from you who are these you not the nominal Christians they are already in Satan's pocket he wants to get more time to delay that crushing from those who will like you will eventually be part of that entity that will crush him on their, their feet and so the strategy is to postpone that how he does it he distracts you he occupies you he does whatever he can to take up your time so that you will not be under God's dispensing and His mingling for his expression okay but the overcomers in Revelation 12 in this verse they overcame In how they spend their time. Three things. By the blood of the Lamb. How much time do we spend when we are under condemnation? How much time we spend by not believing in the efficacy of the Lord's blood? But the overcomers know how efficacious is that blood. So right away they apply it and they are through no more time spent under condemnation feeling bad instead of just confessing our sin then number 2 they overcame by the word of their testimony the word of their testimony is the proclamation of what god has already accomplished but for these they need to know that word which means they need to spend time in the word so we have to spend we have to overcome in how we spend our time so that we can be in the word And number three, they did not love their soul life unto death. Now, this is where most of our time goes, loving our soul life. We feel down, we feel out of it, or we just pursue, you know, certain things because we love our soul life. So again, Satan's only commodity is time and he wants to get it from us by distracting us by occupying us okay but god has overcomers and they overcame satan in these three ways we have to redeem our time no more under condemnation no more wasting it so that we don't know even what what word to speak to satan and not loving our soul life even unto death okay let's move on my time is almost Yourself? That's another price tag. And we have John 1011 and Second Corinthians 12:15A. How about uh, sister, you read John 10:11?: Okay, Again, that's the soul life, the self-life. And then, brother, Second Corinthians 1215a. go. You see it's not just spending what he has but what he is. Right? I will most gladly spend what I have and be utterly spent myself on behalf of your souls. And then finally we have let us see your convenience we already touched this verse Acts 20:31 remember night and day and here is this quote maybe we can all read it together go That's true. That's human life and spiritual as well. Okay, So uh, to finish, maybe we just need to go to the results of uh, uh, follow-up and read from your outline. Let us read A through E together. Let's go. A. We grow, we grow in life. life. B. We are saved from a host of things. And, and E. That's the results of our follow-up. Okay, so maybe um, sorry I went, you know, more than 30 minutes, but um, it will be good for now to have maybe at most 10 minutes or less in small groups, just fellowship about these points. Okay, and then we just reconvene and open it for everybody to share something. Just small groups, go.